welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. Each week it's games, news, and more from the classics to the current gen as we explore gaming's infinite ever-changing landscape. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Alright, so before we got on, I went on to put some Ninja Turtles on Paramount+. Plus, mm-hmm. And the first thing I see when I went to the website was a, a little picture for Halo Season 2, the Paramount Plus original series Halo based on the hit video game for Xbox. And what I couldn't help but notice in the picture is that it shows Master Chief, but it's like Master Chief was without his helmet. And you know what? That just... It was so wrong to me. Oh, dude, I like how I was generally... This topic came up in another conversation I had with another friend about... And I said that that Halo show seems like the worst adaptation of any video game adaptation I've ever seen. It, I haven't heard anything, like, truly bad about it, but I just... It's it's so wrong to see the is, picture of Master Chief that, without his helmet on. <laughs> isn't that the worst thing about mediocre shows where it's not good enough to be praised and it's not bad enough it's just boring which i think is worse if it's boring like if it's bad you could be like oh this is just bad this is terrible right like you can you can make fun of it when it's just something boring you're just like turn this off just like just, i don't want to watch this just turn this off I, i'd rather i'd rather just do something else and like i said it's master chief his whole mystery is that it's just like it's like those old-timey cartoons where you never see the the top half of the parent's body in their face like you never see their face or it's like, like miss bellum on powerpuff girls exactly it's cursed if you see their face it's just like i don't know i wasn't supposed to see that that's not something that's supposed to happen so it, yeah. it takes away the character of master chief because it is just some generic guy taking his helmet off like i'm just generic guy here's my face you know i'm not a mystery anymore then it just kind of you know destroys his whole character it's like who are the other characters that you that are like that but you see their face it's like a thing to see their face. Samus, Doom Guy, Boba Fett. You see these characters' faces, but Master Chief seems to be the one where it's just like, what, what is going on here? And like, I've intended to watch the Halo show. I haven't yet, so I can't speak on it. But it's just that bothers me. <laughs> it's one of those things where it, it is his character is on to do that. If Master Chief shows his face, it just seems like then what is he? It's like that's not Master Chief then, because. The whole point of Master Chief that he's no longer, like, yes, he's a Spartan, but is that that's what it is. He's no longer a person. He's a he's an idea. He's an image. He's, you know, he's a Spartan. Yeah. It's it's like you take, you know, people, when they think of Master Chief, they don't think, oh, who's the guy behind the face? No, they think of the armor. So when you, yeah. like I said, when you take that off, it takes away from the character. Yeah. Um, so that's just the little opening thought I had here for something that just, as someone who's been around for every Halo game... That that just ain't right. <laughs> no, and it's like it's also it's funny that you're talking about turtles and everything seems to be turtle right now in Fortnite. Oh yeah, we we'll we'll talk about some turtles here in a second. I just realized that too. Yeah. Actually, some of the things I have, you know, rolling around in my head today do have to do with a lot of a lot of what we're going to be talking about. You know, catching up with a little bit of news and like mm. other stuffs going on here in the in the gaming industry. Um, but before we get started, this is a brand new episode of Markers on the Map. 
the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we are going to do our best to have a normal length episode after the past two weeks of extra supersized top 10 games yeah. specials. <laughs> um, my name is Daniel and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert to whom the question still remains. How you been? How you doing? What's up? Oh, uh, it's tired, you know, just normal things. But other than that, doing pretty well, pretty fine. It's been very wet. Uh, yeah, it has been. To say the least. Uh, so I, I'm glad know, it's not raining today. <laughs> I know. it's It's been quite wet, uh, you know, so it's like dealing with mud and stuff like that. Other than that, it's like I said, pretty all right, just you know, tired usual stuff. What about you, Dan? How you been this week? I'm also very tired, um, but, you know, I've been keeping my head up, doing a, a few model kits, uh, and playing a little bit of you know call of duty here and there um from the new season but i'm mostly mm-hmm. been playing like a dragon infinite wealth which i'm i'm pretty decently far in um we're not gonna go into like any major depth with it this week mm-hmm. or um but soon here i think i'll be able to talk about it because i think historically with this show the best and funniest way to talk about a game in the like a dragon slash yakuza series is to like do a very stream of conscious thing where i'm like oh, I remember that this crazy thing happened and you can do this crazy thing and it just gets mm-hmm. funnier and funnier with the more stuff you pile on it. So that'll be coming up here soon. Um, what we are going to do today probably is we're going to look at some news that's been going on. And I I have a few thoughts on a, on a couple of things that have been happening, mm-hmm. um, you know, with like demos or betas and stuff like that that we might get to. Um, so I guess there's no real great place to start with. So, uh, before we go a little in-depth with the state of play, a little more than we did maybe last week, um, I had a thought, and mm-hmm. I was watching uh, a clip of someone's Death Stranding 1 gameplay um, online today, and most people who play that game have a moment where they're like, okay, I'm going to take a bunch of stuff, and then something is going to go completely wrong, and I'm going to lose all the stuff. Um, this this dude had, uh, he was on the bike, and he had probably like 50 things of cargo on on Sam mm. and he rode off the cliff like <laughs> everything wasn't going to just fall off but it like he landed and everything just fall off it was like rolling down and you see the, you see things break in Death Stranding in real time like you will get a little notica- notification that this thing is broken and these <laughs> things are just flying off everywhere and that's happened to me. It's happened to me. I've I've gotten into like too deep of water with Sam, and there's like things have start flowing downstream, and you have to start using like the the sticky gun to like try and get everything back. But then you're flinging it backwards, and it ends up breaking, and just like so much can go wrong. The point I'm trying to make here is that I, for some reason, I woke up this morning, and the immediate thought was, okay, but what if Sam, aka Daryl from The Walking Dead in death stranding was just carrying a bunch of nintendo switch games on his back because you know you could stack those things you can stack those those bad boys up uh i mean it probably wouldn't be heavy it's just mostly plastic and paper and just a little sd size like card so you could probably carry a lot he probably carried a whole crate of that but knowing death stranding he would just trip on a rock and they would all come tumbling down. And uh, like, that point. I thought about what if I was carrying a stack of Switch games and I like tripped on a rock and they all went flying. <laughs> See, here's the thing though: if he if, if it doesn't need to come in the, in the box, he could just put them in a little SD size like carrier case for all the games. You know, for the Switch games. That's true. 
but in the spirit of <laughs> Death Strand. Okay, here's the deal. You take the Sam action figure and you stack up the Switch cartridges on his back. And then you put a little, you put him on a little motor, uh, art remote controlled motorcycle, <laughs> and you drive him through the streets. I want to be one of the crazy. Things. What if he had to take an entire crate of game cubes? Oh God! I f- see. Or, I feel uh, like that'd be harder because see, the boxes for game cubes were cube or cubicle <laughs> or in the original xbox that that's a heavy console if you it actually is. ever pick up an original xbox it's super heavy is it There's, heavier than the original ps3 mm, i'm gonna have to do a weight test on that i think the ps3 might beat it just besides like just the volume of it alone how big it is yeah. and the original ps3 is a huge huge thing maybe he might have to tr- deliver at least two of those yeah, but I don't know why that was just the thought that was rolling around. There's no real punchline here. I just thought it was humorous to, like, you know, like, you stack things up on his back in Death Stranding. I'm like, okay, well, I was looking at Switch games, and I'm like, well, what if he had Switch games? Just, that is to say, the State of Play did give us a trailer for Death Stranding 2, uh, yes. and um, I have no idea what's going on in this. As somebody who's platinumed the first game and done everything there is to do, I really could not tell you what is going on in this trailer. It it, it was a great trailer, but I'm honestly just as in the dark as anybody else. <laughs> probably on purpose, probably not to spoil anything. Even if yeah. you, like, you finish the last game, it's like, you gotta have some type of mystery to this one. Yeah, um, there was a lot to be interested and involved in. Um, Higgs is back and he looks kind of like a cross between the Joker and David Bowie while he's also like quoting talking head songs. And then he's just got a guitar (laughs) that shoots lightning. Is that the guy with the guitar? Yeah. I heard references that it's a reference to the crow. Oh, that I could also see. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You ever see that white pale face, you know, black liner with the guitar. That's it's like, it's a hundred percent. I would throw that in there. I would throw that in there too. That's definitely like looks like it's inspiration. Um, now Higgs is in the first game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't really a spoiler because they've already said his name in the trailer. Um, Higgs is that one in the first game that wears that golden uh, skeleton mask, mm-hmm. um, and he's kind of like the villain of Death Stranding. Um, but I gotta say, I like this version of him better with that like electric blasts coming out of his guitar i don't know there's something that feels very like jojo part four about that because remember there's a character um red hot chili peppers user he he's the guitarist and you know red hot chili peppers like a lightning based stand um so i thought that was cool i think the funniest part of the trailer was when the the baby just like shoots the the ship out of his mouth when they go he just looks at the camera like he does in the in the in the first game, and he goes, Bleh, and the ship flies out of his mouth. That, that game is such a fever dream. That stuff you like, you go to sleep and you wake up like, what was that? What was that even about? Like, what's what's yeah. the meaning behind all this? So I, I've read some like info about it that I think um, Kojima has kind of given. It, it does seem like it's still going to be like about making deliveries, but this one mm-hmm. feels like it might lean more into the action element. Um, instead of just, you know, the traversal element, because it seems like you've got more variety of locations. So while you are going across the U.S., basically, in Death Stranding, um, you are going through mostly similar locales. There's a few areas that are, like, more unique, and then there's a Mm -hmm. few areas that, you know, have more mountains or, you know, more, like... uh, 
flat lands to it but in this one it seems like there's a lot of unique locations there's that part in the trailer when he's walking and the moon is just like giant in front of him um but i mean there's there's faith akin the 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 german i think he's a german director as this little pinocchio thing that you know sam carries along with him and that and a few other actors slash directors and it's like i know l fanning is in it it's just a, a such a mess to think about the the plot implications so i have a i have a theory mm-hmm. and this is probably 100 percent not going to be the case but because like lou like burped the ship out of his mouth mm-hmm. i'm like well what if this is just like the mini version of death stranding like this is all happening on a microscopic level or what if the original death stranding was happening on a giant scale level and i'm sure both of these things are totally wrong but it's interesting to think about you know a giant baby burping out a ship or a small baby burping out a tiny ship you know just nodding my head like i I know you're talking about yes (laughs) I don't even know what I'm talking yeah, it's about. Yeah, like I don't know what that's that's Death Strand. That's the lore of Death Stranding. All I could say is when Higgs says "same as it ever was," like the Talking Head song, mm-hmm. I was like, I know I'm into this game. This this is definitely gonna be a game that I want to play. <laughs> um, other things like that we kind of started bringing up last week. Um, Silent Hill mm-hmm. Two um, yes. got a got a trailer, and then they released Silent Hill the um short message now um i have not tried this and based on what i'm hearing about it i don't know if i will have you tried it yet i've downloaded it and i've you know just like trying but i'm just tired so i go to bed maybe like sometime this weekend i have some a little bit more time this weekend so i'll probably get to it you know sure it's only a quick you know snippet of a game um i will say that once you do it fair warning konami does put a warning label saying that this is if you are you know you know so 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 it's so you're not going in like you didn't know it it clearly tell you like hey this got some you know this 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 if you don't you know you don't if you don't go well with this this and this then you know like just fair warning so what i've heard on on that topic is that even though it has those warnings it does not tackle the subject matter it tries to with a, a whole lot of nuance or subtlety that you know might be necessary for something like that so i've heard a lot of like icky kind of stuff about that that kind of like turns me away from it I, like the discourse about it is that it's like a, a fine survival horror type game but also just doesn't handle the topics with any kind of like Mm-hmm. tastefulness so that kind of drives me away from wanting to discuss it but i might check it out in the future just to see Ugh. you know what it what it's all about but it, it's just not something that's on my radar right now it, it, it kind of put it's kind of off-putting to me just the mm-hmm. look of it i don't know if, if you get that from it but it, for I, me, it, it i mean i'm willing i'm i'm gonna go for it i'm gonna try for it but i'll, I'll give my best I can put in words review on it, 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 you know, for for what it may try to do or what doesn't do right. We'll see. Yeah, it it just feels like it, it's it's a short game, sure, but it feels like something that you need a little asterisk or a caveat with. Um, but that's a lot of games, including games we've talked about on mm-hmm. here, like um, Deadly Premonition Two. That's a game you can't really bring up nowadays without 
putting that caveat that there are some things in here that should have been consulted on. People should have been paid to, you know, work with the plot development to have certain things not end up the way that they were in, in Deadly Premonition 2. Um, yeah, there, there's a lot of baggage, I think, with um, Silent Hill, The Short Message, and Bluber Team's track record, um, so that you know, causes some people to have concerns about Silent Hill 2, but there is also a way to remake Silent Hill 2 without changing any bit of the plot. But that's something we'll have to wait for. So, mm. um, we also had Rise of the Ronin that we touched a little upon last week. This is coming out in March, so it's coming mm. out at the end of Very next soon. month. Yeah. Um, now, going back to what I was talking about last week... This looks like a combination of, say, a Ghost of Tsushima, but the combat looks more involved or customizable in a way that, like, Neo would be, or a Souls game. Um, my big worry about this, and it looks mm -hmm. great, but my big worry is that there will not be a difficulty selector, and this will uh -huh. be a Souls. Like, that's truly what I'm worried about. It's probably going to happen that way. I don't see them adding a difficult... I, here's the thing, though. I feel like this it's one of those things where i think people made these like uh like dark souls games to seem like the most impossible thing ever but when you break it down pretty simple especially how well controlling a character has gotten now like i feel like back in the day it was slightly more difficult because in the sense of controls weren't 100 percent there it was still 3d was still a very new thing you know hd especially into that 4k era but i feel like now I feel like controlling character is much more seamless now, you know, screen to screen yeah. control the controller and like reaction time and all that. So I feel like now people are trying to get the understanding. Of, okay. It's like, it's a difficult game, but it's not impossible. And as long as I figure out how the game works and the rhythm of it, it's pretty much like, all right, I, I can do this. It's like, maybe, you know, instead of trying this, I can do this. And I, I feel like now that difficulty is still there, but I feel like the control of the character is much better. Yeah. So it's a lot easier in that, in that sense. And you have to look at certain games that want you, certain games in the subgenre of Souls that want you to play a certain way versus ones that mm -hmm. let you brute force things. So, for example, Elden Ring and Dark Souls by extension, um, they'll you can brute force things, you can over level in those games, and you can make stronger weapons mm -hmm. to just overpower things. You can, if you're taking too much damage, you can do armor and put on everything. Then you have something like Sekiro that you can't brute force you have to adapt to that game's mm -hmm. mechanics you have to master parrying to master Sekiro um but like then you go look at from software's armored core 6 and you're just like well you know what I'm doing all right but if I just wanted to melt the final boss in like five hits let me just put mm -hmm. on the railgun and tank treads and I'll melt the boss in five hits <laughs> um yep but with, with Rise of the Ronin, I, I am very hopeful that this will be an, an accessible game because, you know, the the setting and theme of, you know, this kind of like samurai times or like old-timey Japan, um, Yokohama in, in this case, mm -hmm. um, same same time period as, as Like a Dragon Ishin. It's very cool. It's this middle ground between we're still using samurai swords and we've got like firearms and all that. So, um the traversal looks good it's just the big worry for me is am i going to want to do a souls yeah. like yeah am i going to want to put myself that. through that it, uh, it, i i used to do, put myself through a lot more of those games but nowadays it's like i'm not trying to be frustrated when i play a game yeah it's um i don't know it, i guess but at the same time you could put yourself through some challenges 
Yeah. I keep, mean, keep your gamer. Arm, armored you know, Core sharp. was challenging up until the point when you, you know, could bypass the challenge. Um, and Elden Ring, I very much enjoyed. But Elden Ring, like, if Rise of the Ronin does end up being more Souls like, it does look like it will have a lot of, like, customization or ways to get ahead mm-hmm. of the curve. It doesn't look like something that's, like, limiting you in, in the way that Sekiro does. Like, oh, you've got to learn how to parry. Um, so let's hope for more Ghost of Tsushima than, you know, than not. Let's see, Stellar Blade was something that we hadn't seen in a while. Um, man, this game just looks cool. Um, I like a good, like, character action game, but I also just like the way the characters look in this. They're very unique and cool-looking, and, I, like, there's not much more to say on this one, I think, than what we, we said last week. Um, this one drops in April, the end of April, so these games are, like, they're coming. Um, but... Yeah, are, are you interested in picking Stellar Blade up at some point? Probably. I'll probably pick up, you know, I, I need to pick up Prince of Persia soon at some point. Oh, yeah. Probably pretty soon. I, I didn't know it dropped already. I thought it was still a couple, like, I, I didn't realize the demo was, it like, snuck only up a on weeks us. before the drop. Yeah, it's like, oh, I, that, that came by pretty quick. Um, Probably pick that up soon, and then I probably definitely need to pick up more things when they initially drop. I've You know, I've noticed, I've always, during the 8th generation PNL PS4 era, I waited couple months because it was significantly drop in price which games still yeah, do yeah. drop in I mean, significantly yeah. price. but i just got I like p5 more, tactica for 20 bucks i feel like more and more games aren't dropping in price anymore i feel like they're not going as that dramatic drop price like i've seen ragnarok go from 70 dollar game lowest i've seen is like 30 40 on holiday season and then back I'm like, oh it's probably go cheap no it'll go back up to like because they dropped the dlc let's put it back up so it's like i feel yeah. like Games now, you could get a lot of them for a really good, like, price range. But I feel like now, give it a week. If the price doesn't shift within the week, it probably won't change for a while. That's that's my, like, view of it. Where it's like, if it doesn't drop within the price within the first, like, week or two, it's probably going to be that for a while. So you might as well just pick it up, you know, now. Yeah, I've noticed that the... Two, two publishers I see the prices go down fairly quickly from still are Ubisoft, um... Their, their prices still go down relatively mm-hmm. fast. And from time to time, things that are published by Sega. So, mm-hmm. like like I said, P5 Tactic I got for 20 bucks that, that came out back in October. I got for 20 bucks a, a couple weeks ago. Um, so, I guess that bodes well for when I finally get around to P3R, not having to pay $70 for it because mm-hmm. it'll probably be on sale. Um, and then that begs the question, like, Am I going to want to hop right into that after, like, a Dragon Infinite Wealth? Because this game is, like, seriously long. (laughs) I feel like, yeah, games for me, it's, like, after... Because I'm I'm still kind of recovering from that October holiday season. Because, like I said, I did saw the collection. Spider-Man 2. um, I mean, this is technically Game Again in Part 2. We're in the midst of It's just that this one is full of 100-hour-long games. Yeah, it's, like, now it's even longer. (laughs) Because I know that only seems like two games, but you got to think about I played 1, 2, and 3 of Metagross Solid. So it's, like, I had three games plus one. That's four long story-based games I had to go through. I have this thing now where, like, I'm I'm kind of proud of myself for being able to wait on things like Alan Wake Mm. 2 because, like... A few years ago, I would have tried to get everything and play everything, but now I'm like, oh, since I'm waiting to play Persona after Like a Dragon, I'm super enjoying Like a Dragon. I feel like you get so burnt. I feel like you can't play two games at once. You just have to choose your battles and just pick one and go through that. Yeah, unless you're tossing in like a roguelike with like a long RPG, then it's like, okay, let me take a break for a day and just run something inconsequential. Yeah, it's like, all right, I've done three hours of the story-based games, take a break. 
you know, five minute, ten minute, twenty minute, you know, half an hour, an hour walk or something, or just you know, take a break from it. Come back, yeah. play like an hour or two of a different game, like you know, Call of Duty or Fortnite. I, that's you what just Call like something just like ah, you know, it's like I don't want to really just kind of and then just like maybe go back to it or just be, I'll call it a day. There's you know, five hours a game. That's pretty good. Yeah, Call of Duty's been that for me. Like, there's been maybe a couple of days where I haven't put a little bit of time into Infinite Wealth since it came out, and on those days I'd run a couple matches of Call of Duty because yeah, you just, know, you know. Not to infinite wealth out. is not something you have to like super pay attention to because it's turn-based but it's also like something that's so gripping and engaging mm-hmm. like so my just as an aside here my thing with infinite wealth is that i know most people don't have it in them to commit to a 100 hour game but mm-hmm. i would say if you were ever if anyone was going to commit to a game that's probably 60 or 70 hours right now i would say that's the one because there's just something so lovable about all the characters everything is so well done in that game that if i was like if if 2024 was like i need to recommend one long rpg to anybody listening it would be that Mm. but i'm also saying that from the viewpoint that i understand that a lot of people aren't willing to commit that time to Mm -hmm. a game no matter how good it is yeah, there. Be, I have played good games that I have had to drop because of how long they are. I understand, but like, you know, like a dragon is is just good enough for me to put that little recommendation. I'm trying there. to. I'm trying to think of any game I've dropped because it was like, even though it was good, I had to drop it. Um, no, I don't think there's really any game I'm just kind of just dropped just because if I drop a game because I wasn't really feeling it, that's pretty much yeah. it. And, you know, most of the games that both of us play aren't, like, necessarily long on purpose. A lot of the open-world games we've played are long because they're designed to be long. Um, yeah. But uh, not, nothing really beats a good narrative-driven, like, 15-hour game with no kind of, like, nonsense to it, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. But Like a Dragon Infant Wealth is, is a game for the ages, I'd say. Um, I think I told you last night it was currently... Like, the closest game has ever come to, to being up there with Persona 5 for me. But with that being said, there are other things that we need to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to Konami here for a second. So we're off the, the state of play, the general you know state of play stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Konami announced, at least in Japan, they're doing a Yu-Gi-Oh! Early Days collection. And mm-hmm. this is coming with a... So far, they've announced a Game Boy Color Yu-Gi-Oh game and and one of the Game Boy Advance ones. Mm-hmm. I really like this. I really hope they add Eternal Duel of Soul, and I really hope they bring this to America because those original like Game Boy Advance Yu-Gi-Oh games, where like the complications of Yu-Gi-Oh hadn't been invented yet, those are seriously good games. I played yeah. Eternal Duel of Soul for like hours and hours as a kid. Man, you're gonna get me on the on the Yu-Gi-Oh bug. Because <laughs> I I just I genuinely do think I think Yu Gi Oh at its absolute peak was between Synchros and XYZs. Like it made sense. They were not difficult to understand. You just had normal required summons. Like if the, the card needed a special card or a special thing to do to summon it, that was pretty simple. Just you know read the text. Yeah. And fusions, you just you know need a fusion card or or if the monster had a, you just if the, the card itself said oh you don't need a fusion card you just bring the other monster they'll fuse together without you know simple you had you know synchros you know just a tuner non-tuner monster stars align you know you can unlock your synchro monster unless it requires you know something like that it's once you start getting to pendulum pendulum yeah. 
and then you had monster magic cards and then you had link monsters and now you have like all this other it's just it's so much stuff and it's pendulum and that... link is so ridiculous as a concept and the reason i know a lot about it is from the the switch Yu-Gi-Oh game which is a great game but it also has a lot of pendulum and link yeah, nonsense it, in it. <laughs> it it's one of those things where it's not just that the pendulum and and linked are weird it's like okay you can kind of get grasp around it's not difficult it's that they started adding i feel like for me it was like monster magic and then the cards had full-on paragraph text of what to do yeah and stuff like that and a lot of the core game is gone when trap cards are no longer a viable thing like that's a whole portion of the game just out of the meta because magic is a much better thing to do because most magic can do direct damage without having the requirement to wait a turn or face down a card you can you know stack powers on another card to activate this card to activate this monster special it's just it's so much now i feel like no Yu-Gi-Oh! now is it's just whoever can get round one first and just be lucky enough to draw at least two cards they need to require to start their their yeah. whole like a combo combo so it's like it's all just round one you know do you have the right cards you have the biggest wallet and it's like do you have <laughs> do you have you know the right two cards to just blah, 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 start combo and round one you didn't you know half their health is gone now yeah i See, so this early days collection seems to be the type of collection that'll take us back to the old days of um, my attack is 2,900 versus your 1,500, so let's do some quick subtraction here and see (laughs) who loses life points. That's the kind of Yu-Gi-Oh I want to be in. Flip your pot of greed, draw your two cards... Don't worry Rege- about it. When Regeki was overpowered, like I said, right, that's a powerful <laughs> card right there. Oh, man, Regeki. Monster Reborn was, was oof, OP. That's change a of OP heart. card. Change of heart. Change of heart. Ban that card. Oh, those were the days. Those were those are simple days. Come on. I just want to play a normal monster with no effects, and my opponent is just, like, shuddering. Like, I'm going to bring out Summon Skull, and it's game over. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a that's a game changer. When Summer Skull, bro, Summer Skull was a game changer. It was only a one re- monster requirement to summon it, and it was yes. a game changer. I miss those days. It's just like, it's like I said, it's not it's not more or less, you know, skill based. I really do generally think it's whoever gets around one. That's it. It's just if you know you can get your combos in because people well, remember. <laughs> I don't know if it was before we started the podcast, but they have that digital version of Yu-Gi-Oh on on PlayStation, and I yeah. learned how to play a meta deck. And that was the only meta deck I knew how to play. And it was just, my turn was like five, six minutes long every time. The thing is with with online stuff, it doesn't go hand in hand with in-player. Because in-player, you could forget an effect or you can activate an effect wrong. And a player could either call you out on your effect saying that you can't do that. Or if you do an effect wrong, they won't correct you because they're like, it should be your, it's your fault because you should have knowledge of what you're doing. I had times on that in the digital game where I'm like, well, why is it making me do this? Did I read the card wrong? I was like, I yeah. was expecting this to happen, and the game's like, oh, at least, no. At least with the game, it'll, it'll, it'll kind of tell you, like, if you do this, you're going to have to do this, 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 and this, and it'll do it for you automatically. It'll ask yeah. you, like, do you want to activate this effect? Like I said, in person, completely different. Yeah. Uh, people, will, people will run 20 stacked decks if they could, if 40 wasn't the minimum. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's complicated. So you know what? They better bring this collection over because I could use I could go for some of these Yu-Gi-Oh games. I remember Eternal Duelist Soul um, came out like during Battle City, but mm. it was like it had characters that hadn't come out on the on the um, 
the Kids WB show, like, dub version of it yet. Oh, Kids um, WB. Yeah. So, oh, like, I would see characters like the Rare Hunter and, like, some... Well, like, the Rare Hunters and, like, um, Strings and all that before they would even come on the show. And when they finally came on the mm-hmm. show, I had that Leonardo DiCaprio, I know that guy uh, oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, you uh, <laughs> Let's see what else we got on here. A few interesting things. Okay. I'll talk about this one right now because it's it's relevant to this week. So Foam Stars came out as a as a PS Plus oh, title. Yeah. Um, it's going to be thirty dollars afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. here, here's the thing. So you know Animaniacs, right? Yeah, I know all of them. You know how they had that segment where they do like a good idea, bad idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking of like good Square Enix, bad Square Enix, uh-huh. and it's like I've talked about this before. It's like Square Enix will come out with like a live service game like Babylon's mm-hmm. Fall that doesn't get like any content and it shuts down completely. And you know they sold a hundred dollar copy of Babylon's Fall, mm-hmm. um, and then they'll come out with something like Final Fantasy 16, literally a game of the year contender for most people who played it. Um, so I'm not gonna say Foam Stars is a bad game. Uh-huh. I don't like it because I can't dissociate it from Splatoon. Because in mm-hmm. Splatoon, you are shooting the ink and it's coming up very visually. <laughs> it, it, it's a very visual thing. It's, you ride in the ink and it recharges yeah. your ink. It's one of those things where it's not that Nintendo owns the paint over an area to no. win idea. It's that if someone does it first or someone just does it very well, it's kind of subliminally owned by them. You know, it's like you can't do this genre without thinking of this genre. You can't do open world uh, free third person game without thinking Rockstar It's GTA. what's It's you our idea of what's yeah. like the original, what's the pastiche, and what's the ruiner, if any. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing about Splatoon is that you ride in the ink and it recharges your ink. Mm-hmm. In Foam Stars... You surf around in the foam, but you still have to manually reload by pressing square. Mm-hmm. And that throws me off every time. Not to mention, it's so visually chaotic and confusing. And the foam doesn't necessarily go down as as quickly and seamlessly like as the paint. Reload should not be a factor in like paint and area games. Because no. I feel like it should just be a, a, a volume water meter where it's just like get into a, a barrel of water or whatever it, it may be. Or surface through your foam colored area and just it'll fill up yes, your thing and that's, now you can just that's what it. they do in splatoon you so turn into a squid you makes, ride in the ink and it refills it yeah it makes no sense to put a reload it doesn't because they'll stop the flow of the game because like oh i see this person oh i gotta reload yeah um but it's just like mechanically overwhelming and there's too much happening at once and the arenas mm. that i've played in are it's it's very tiny and it's too much it's also a hero shooter type thing where you can't all choose the same character whereas in splatoon you're choosing weapon loadouts so yeah technically everybody can have the same weapon um but i get that some people like it i'll give it this it's got a really good soundtrack it's kind of Mm -hmm. like the carnival circus version of like persona 5 music um but here's the thing i say good square enix bad square enix this game my 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 good friend has cosmetic packages that come with character skins and like a few other things that cost mm. uh, 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 $45. I am taking oh on, I have to I'm taking so I actually physically just like pushed back. I'm not joking. I want you to repeat that again. Um 
Forty-five dollars. Oh, forty-five. That's a game. That's a full. That's a. You could you could go and get like what you could you could get Prince of Persia for less than that. You could get probably Lack of Dragon or like for way less than that. You can get somebody it. on Twitter posted that you can get the entire Yakuza series from zero to seven for, for less, less than, than forty-five dollars. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Now let me no. tell you a little about Yakuza games. Most of them are like fifty or sixty hours long as it is. <laughs> it's. <laughs> Oh, it for for a skin. I feel like skin should unless it comes with like three skins for three different characters and not just variants. You should not be charging forty dollars for a skin in some color variants. At most, a skin should cost. And this is a thirty dollar game. It's only free on Plus this month. And you know what? Twenty is only for. I feel like twenty bucks is default for collab skins. I feel like it's like it's a collab with Walking Dead or Doom or anything like that. Like that's when you charge like you know premium price but i feel like other than it's like if it's an original idea it's like 15 to 10 i happen to think that fortnite for a free-to-play games um their cosmetics cost too much but it's a free-to-play game they they kind of can call of duty has similarly priced cosmetics i don't really think that that's fair in a 70 to 100 dollar purchase for for a a call of duty game but 45 (laughs) dollars it's but the thing is here's the thing that Fortnite and Call of Duty, especially Call of Duty, being a, a veteran of gaming, has that punch factor. Especially if you buy like the really cool variant skins, like the collabs, like I said, it's like yeah. if you're buying like default, just like generic army dude or army, you know, girl skin, it's just like what are you doing that for? It's just generic. If you buy the collab skins, that's those are really cool. Fortnite also, they kind of they have that punch factor that these are titans in in their respective areas you know they're 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 big they're big you know developers there i feel like with foam star it's one of those things where it's brand new and you're asking 40 dollars. it's a little bold the square enix don't you think that's that's i would say that's a a bad square enix that's a bad square enix uh, like pull the light switch bad square enix um now i'll give square enix credit i got another good square enix coming up here okay so like this Square Enix drives me nuts because mm. for every like fifty bad decisions, there seems to be one that is potentially the greatest decision. Ever. See now, <laughs> I feel that's that's what me with Konami. Honestly, like oh, I feel like Konami for will sure. do for will sure. do something like why would they do this? And then they just make like I would not say great decisions, but uh, they're great decisions, but they're not uh, enough to outweigh the bad. It's but they decision. are good decisions where it's just like they could do this it's 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 toxic it's a very toxic what they do yeah um so there was a second state of play there was a follow-up about mm-hmm. final fantasy 7 yeah. rebirth yes. now you know how i feel about the first one i felt that it mm-hmm. was a pretty good game but it was also like not my favorite like mm-hmm. there's the the gameplay style of it was so much of a mismatch between turn-based and not turn-based that it kind of mm-hmm. i mean it's mostly not turn-based but like the commands are, are like choose a pause the action choose an attack it's fine mm-hmm. the game itself was fine the characters and setting it's final fantasy 7 at the end of the day i'm not the biggest fan however mm-hmm. they showed this um final fantasy 7 rebirth state of play it was about 15 or so minutes they showed a lot of stuff the first thing that comes to mind um and this is a 70 dollar game so, like, now now we must compare everything Square Enix puts out to a $45 cosmetic bundle in, in Foamstar. So, this is a $70 game. Um, they have recorded 400 
new songs for Final mm. Fantasy VII Rebirth. It looks like it has multiple areas in the open world that are gigantic and sprawling. Mm. Mini games on the level probably of like a, a regular Yakuza game, maybe not something as in-depth as Infinite Wealth. Mm. Um, and they're taking the story in like seriously interesting directions. Mm. Some things will probably be changed as they were in Remake. Um, multiple playable characters that you can play as both in and out of the field. Um, and you know watch it like anyone listening watch it for yourself that the, my words aren't gonna do the like they're not gonna do the the visuals justice so like it's definitely something to go check out mm-hmm. um i've played the demo mm-hmm. um and just the first part because the second part the this is such a big demo it's gonna have to be updated but it's about a, a 90 minute section i think it's the beginning of the game where you have a flashback where cloud and sephiroth are in a mission together so this is that part from the trailer where it's like oh you get to play sephiroth I am happy to report that it is awesome playing a Sephiroth. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm sure you won't get to do that much in the game, considering how that flashback <laughs> ends. See, <laughs> I, quick quick insert is just that I feel like playing the villain is so much fun. Sometimes I yeah, know what that I mean, all the time. Really, when you really play make a villain, him... <laughs> like I could go about like those moments where you do play as the. It's just fun for for a moment to play as the villain. Oh well, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Because the whole point of the villain is to show you that, oh, this character's OP. Oh, like, this guy is, like, oh, how am I going to defeat this? Yeah. So, like, at the beginning of the demo, you get a glimpse of it where you play as Sephiroth for, like, a brief moment. And then you Mm -hmm. switch to Cloud. And it's your, you know, the the remake series is more action-packed and, like, Devil May Cry-like than than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you start playing as Sephiroth in this demo, man, when I tell you I never would want to go back to Cloud after playing as Sephiroth. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Sephiroth is just a cool villain. I'm not the biggest fan of Sephiroth, but, man, when you're playing as this dude and this dude's really... This dude's huge sword, this longest sword I've ever seen, is just wailing on everything, that's a good time. And Final Fantasy Remake series is one of those ones where you can, you know, literally make it easy mode and just enjoy the story, enjoy the ride, enjoy the visuals. Um, but it's still got some of those little hallmark things that I didn't like about mm-hmm. um, Remake, like these very slow walking sections or this idea that mundane things are like a big part of it. But, you know, we'll, we'll have to see how it comes out. I will say this... Probably this game probably isn't going to come up on this podcast for a long time because this mm-hmm. is probably going to be the game that gets swallowed by everything else we've been talking about in this episode, be it Stellar Blade, Rise of the Ronin, Persona 3 mm. um, Reload, Final Fantasy 7 is it's going to get swallowed for me, I think. Final Fantasy is definitely in the bottom of a list of games or series I need to play. I'm just, there's no sorry, but it's just not on... Yeah, uh, if I was going to recommend one to you, it would be 16, and that is because it's not even a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it's, but it's it's probably my favorite for that very you know, reason. You know what's but I also funny? Like I've, I've tried the original 7. I My my brother owns the original 7. I've tried it. It's it, just, I was just like, yeah, this ain't I don't like the original 7 at all. Yeah, it's just, it was, it was not for me. I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, Final, Final Fantasy VII is a turn-based RPG where you do have to put a little more attention into it because everything is like... It, it's not traditional turn-based. It's more like mm-hmm. you're on a timer, basically, for things to refresh, and so are enemies, so they'll keep attacking oh. you if you're not doing anything. 
I was gonna I was gonna bring this up last week. I forgot. About, I don't know if I did bring this up. But you can you can remind me if I did or not. I was gonna say <laughs> I feel like RPGs have shifted in what type of game they are, in the sense of they're no longer turn based anymore. I feel like back in the day, it was only turn based because of technological like like you know re- like restrictions yeah. on what they could do. I feel like now Final Fantasy Sixteen is what RPGs are now, where it's like open to add health and abilities you don't have to take turns like the fight is going on and stuff like that i feel like it's much more that now than it is turn-based if you do turn-based it's just by choice of just remembering that's how it used to be yeah you're I just think, remembering that's I how think it was final fantasy 16 is probably a stretch in that in that like regard because it is just basically devil may cry but something like yakuza like a dragon being a very active but still turn-based thing is where turn-based is kind of headed or you have like one piece um odd odyssey which like shakes up the formula but i get what mm. you're saying in the terms of like normal rpgs because final fantasy 15 was the, uh, was more like menu based but still an action game so i feel like final fantasy 15 is where they kind of wanted it to go and then seven remake and rebirth are following that trend so mm. that's where we are whereas final fantasy 16 i'd put in its own like they just wanted to do devil may cry with final fantasy <laughs> yeah why not um I see if we got, you know, one or two more things to, yeah. to talk about on here. Um, we talked about Turtles. They're doing yes. this huge Fortnite event right now with, like, Shredder, lower, Super yeah. Shredder, Splinter. They brought back the Turtles. They brought back April. What a great collab. I, I wish it wasn't so much money for everything because I'm probably only going to get the Big Shredder. Cool. It's Nickelodeon. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, at least it's not as expensive as the Street Fighter. $40. Yeah, yeah. It's, oh, this 15 Foam each Star. or something. Or, yeah. yeah, at least it's not as expensive as Foam Stars. Am I right, gamer? <laughs> <laughs> i don't know does 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 four turtle skins in um actually i think if you buy the bundle of four it's less than i, I bought a, all of them a co- well i know you but i think that's less I, than a cosmetic bundle i bought, in, in I bought splinter and i bought the shredder pass yeah i'm gonna get the shredder pass because and april I, 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 I yeah i wish the i had only, <laughs> the only thing i didn't buy was just the the instruments just because that's for the the you know the, the the thing the 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 rhythm game which i don't care about the way it looks i just want but it to be a fun rhythm robert game. you don't have to you usually do bass right yeah that free pass the free version of the shredder pass comes with the shredder bass Oh, okay, yeah. You never need that. another base again. Yeah. <laughs> With that, it's so cool. <laughs> See, number one, they need to br- they need to do a Guitar Hero skins and bring them to Fortnite. I would, dude, if they dude, brought those skins, like those Guitar Hero three Legends yes. of Rock TM yes. skins, oh. and just bring them to Fortnite and they're you know and they can play them in the actual you know rhythm game. And then uh, there's another thing. Uh, it was Turtle Turtle. Oh, I don't like rumors because rumors tend not to be true it always happens um but rumor has it that uh that power rangers might be a, a future uh, yeah i've the... heard that rumor too so i don't know man I, I i think i would be pretty excited to play as you know a power ranger fortnite i don't uh, know about you i mean <laughs> sure would <laughs> that's dangerous i'm like what if i want all six of them because you I'll know what, I'm Dragon probably Ranger. gonna want all seven. Six of them. It'll be seven, <laughs> seven yeah. Because they White do, Tiger. yeah, or they do him as like a style. Even better, they do him as a style, so you wouldn't have to buy another character. You know? mm, but would they? But would <laughs> no, they? of course not. <laughs> Who are we talking about here? Exactly. Uh, all right, a few little quick things. Um, so mm. it finally happened. Uh, one of the PS Plus games that dropped this month was a game I just bought, Roller Drone. 
Um, mm. I'm going to talk about that here in the future, but um, I've played that back when it came out as like the mm. PS Plus trial. Uh, but since PS Plus games dropped this week, I just wanted to make sure I, I, I tossed that in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of stuff we're going to need to like save for next week, including mm-hmm. a look at the Knuckles TV show. Oh, that did get announced, uh-huh. yes. Um, I've heard that there's a Cowboy Bebop collab coming to Overwatch 2. Interesting. Uh, um, never going back. There's a Mandalorian Madness event going on in Rocket League, but with the way Call of Duty is going with their Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League-themed season, um, I won't be getting on that. And I say that mm-hmm. because everything is glowing purple in the new Call of Duty season, just like in the Suicide Squad game. Mm-hmm. Um, and Plastic Instruments are coming... Uh, to Fortnite festival like they announced these plastic instruments i forgot who's making them but i'm excited to have a guitar for my guitar hero game (laughs) (laughs) for right now though robert it's a lot it's a lot of news there's a lot of stuff to catch up on but would you say we've done an episode yeah it should probably wrap up this week isn't not a bad length all right so we want to thank you guys so much for listening. Please follow us on our X at Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps us. And next week, I'm really feeling the direct. Mm-hmm. And, I I mean, where will the gaming industry be next week with everything going around? Like, will Xbox be third-party next week? Because I would love to come on here for recording next week and say well guess halo is coming to the ps5 or the nintendo's like next system or something because that's been a thing that's been floating around lately is that xbox has some kind of huge announcement that's going to happen you know the week this episode goes up it might have already happened um so between that and potential like the final switch direct um i think next week will be interesting and if it's not, we'll come on here and we'll <laughs> we'll say, well, talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about some Nintendo sales numbers. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, uh, we do like to end each episode with a world famous video game quote remastered. And this week's is, you know, Ellie, we really are the Evil Dead, the game remastered. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Later. Later.